1: Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast. I'm Mark.
0: And I'm Bethan. Welcome back, guys. Thank you for joining us once again this week.
1: And thank you to our most recent Patreon supporters. Did you want to do the honours, Beth?
0: Absolutely, Mac. (laughs) Thank you very much to Emily Wettingell and Lara Francis. Thank you very, very much for your support. And also a huge thank you to all of our existing Patreon supporters as well.
1: Absolutely. So we're on a mammoth recording binge today and uh, we've already recorded shitloads of stuff. So we're just going to kind of jump straight into this one, aren't we? And it's a bit of a different case for us this week. So in the glamorous and glitzy dreamlike world of Hollywood, very few legal battles have captured the public's attention as intensely as the lengthy and bitter court proceedings between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Two Hollywood powerhouses whose high profile marriage ended just as quickly as it began in insanely dramatic and deeply troubling fashion.
0: Going to be an interesting episode because, yeah, there's a lot to this.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's a bit that I really want to talk about as we get towards the end when Kate Moss testifies. Remind me to mention it. It's how she says her okay. name. Um, I just want no, to just talk say about it,
0: now. it. Just say it now. I say it just now. say it now in so case when... you forget.
1: Okay, I'll say it now in case I forget. So um, lots of people might remember seeing it on the news because it was televised. So Kate Moss testified for Johnny Depp's defence team and Mm -hmm. just kind of said, you know, she'd been in a relationship with him for three years and she'd not seen any violence from him and that he was a good guy. And at the beginning, uh, so she testified via video link and she was at her home in Gloucestershire in the Cotswolds. And, um, you know, she looks amazing, doesn't she? Kate Moss looks absolutely stunning. And she's got that real sort of, um, I don't know uh, if it's South London sort of, you know, accent, but it's like a real typical sort of Cockney accent. Anyway, so it
0: doesn't really match what you think she's going to look like when it doesn't sound like when you look at her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's fun.
1: And she did this thing that I think I do sometimes. And sometimes, you know, when you have a problem saying your own name, you probably don't I've have this because you're issue. normal. That is
0: hilarious. So
1: I have, sometimes I have a problem. If I say my full name, it just doesn't sound right in my head. And then I overcomplicate it and fuck it up. And I think Kate did this. So instead of saying, my name's Kate Moss, she went, my name's Kate Moss, like that. She sort of <laughs> said it. it's two really separate words Kate Moss. Whereas that's you wouldn't not really that pronounce it. I thought you were You'd gonna say Kate Moss. she called
0: herself like Mate Moss or something no. or Mate Coss. No. no. That's not that weird? Kate, Kate Maybe Moss. she she had to say it quite clearly for the records. Well, I
1: think that's what she was trying to do. She's trying to say it really clearly. <laughs> I'm we not all know with who she was. Anyway. I think it's just
0: I just think that clearly. it resonated so for me because
1: I struggle with saying my name. So
0: Mark Randall. Mark
1: Randall. <laughs> I just can't sometimes I, I just can't say Mark oh. Randall yeah so I do the exact same thing that I put sometimes I
0: call you Randall. I don't know why <laughs> Mark
1: Randall I did exactly what Kate Moss did I rather than say Mark Randall I went Mark Randall and she went Kate Moss um that's so okay funny. that's probably really boring for everybody uh but yeah I had to kind of get we that needed something there. light We did because this is, um, you know, despite this being uh, a show busy type case, there's there's some awful things in here, some uh, allegations of of horrific domestic violence and abuse that we're going to come on to. So as far as love stories go, the high profile romance between two of the most elite players in show business was about as Hollywood as it gets. Ironically, however, not even the most talented of Hollywood script writers could have written such a dramatic, bizarre and tumultuous tale of love, violence, betrayal, lies and abuse. What began as a high-profile divorce in 2016 quickly spiralled into a complex web of accusations, counter-accusations and defamation claims that spanned both sides of the Atlantic. At the heart of the dispute were allegations of domestic violence, deception and even sexual assaults, culminating in a headline-making libel trial in the UK that saw Depp facing off against a major British tabloid. As the legal drama unfolded, it exposed the intricacies of celebrity relationships, the impact of media scrutiny on personal lives, the ugliness of cancel culture and the hazards of trial by social media. This took everything in. It was, you know, a bit of a Wagatha Christie in that it was a modern libel trial that was, yeah, just linked to social media and the public's view of things and really exposed the underbelly of, of showbiz.
0: I always find it really sad as well because a relationship breakdown, a divorce, any of that is, is so personal and it's bad enough for anybody who has um, an unhappy or a, or a kind of fraught divorce to have to go through and to have all your private life brought up in a really clinical and cold setting. So then when you're a celebrity as well, to have it across the newspapers also, just, yeah, I always just feel really, just feels horrible.
1: Yeah, I can't. I just cannot imagine what it must be like, because you're right, going through a divorce is just horrific. Never been through one, but I, I know that it would be horrific, usually. And to then see that played out on the front pages of the tabloid press, with everybody having an opinion on you, it must just be so incredibly difficult. Now, unless you've spent your life living in a cave, Johnny Depp really needs no introduction. He is what you might call one of Hollywood's A-listers. As one of the movie industry's most accomplished and indeed recognisable personalities, he is an object of envy and desire for countless men and women across the globe. He's good-looking, devilishly charismatic, and his acting ability is undeniably brilliant. Are you a fan, Bethan, of his? I feel like such you are such
0: a fan, such a yeah, fan. I Really so. love him as a dirty, smelly pirate. That's my Gross. Um, that is my that is my thing. Um, That's obviously Bethan's also, fantasy. Mm, it's not, but we can we can just bl- go past that little conversation. Um, no, I do. I really fancy him as a pirate, but I think as an actor, he's great. And I also like. Um, obviously, I don't know him. But what I see of him as a person, I quite like how he's so good with just making people happy. Like he'll go to children's hospitals dressed as Captain Jack Sparrow from the Pirates of the Caribbean films and he'll do things for other people just to make them happy or to try and put a smile on their face, to raise money for charity. Just seems like an all-round good guy. Um, And I think it's hard in in show business to just be a decent person he's not quite Keanu Reeves I don't fancy Keanu Reeves but absolutely love Keanu Reeves a lot more but he just seems like a nice guy and you can't deny the acting talent how about you are Mm. you a fan
1: I've I've never I never got him, I never really understood it. I just thought he looked a bit stupid in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. And I find him quite contrived in terms of his persona and his look, all of it I just find it really contrived. So I've never actually rated him as an actor or a person. Isn't uh, that so interesting? Yeah, I just we never got be. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I felt like you were a fan of his and I knew that I wasn't really, so interesting. Um, So, born John Christopher Depp on the 9th of June in 1963 in Owensboro in Kentucky, he was the youngest of four children. His parents, Betty Sue Palmer, such an American name, Betty Sue, isn't it? Betty Sue. Betty Sue and John Christopher Depp divorced when he was a teenager. Depp showed an early interest in music and joined a garage band called The Kids. However, his true passion for acting led him to drop out of high school and move to Los Angeles to pursue a career in the entertainment industry.
0: Did you know he's in a band? Did you know he still plays music and tours? I did. not know, know, know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah I did it's know. just I another care. thing that makes him very attractive.
1: Nah, so contrived <laughs> and cringe. Depp's breakthrough came with the television series 21 Jump Street, where he played the role of Officer Tom Hanson. The show premiered in 1987 and quickly made him a teen heartthrob. However, Depp felt confined by his teen idol image and sought to break away from it by taking on diverse roles in film, which I think it's fair to say he absolutely did do that. In 1990, Johnny Depp starred in Tim Burton's dark fantasy film Edward Scissorhands, marking the beginning of a long and successful collaboration between the actor and the director. Have you ever seen Edward Scissorhands?
0: I have, but I'm not a massive Such a fan of that, show, that film. It's fucking weird film. It's just too weird, I'm not. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think I was too young when I saw it, so I, I just couldn't make sense of a man having scissors for hands. I was like, but that couldn't happen, that's too weird. So.
0: And I also think I was too old by the time I watched it, that I was like, well, this is weird.
1: Possibly, yeah. I never really got Tim Burton's films. They're just a bit too weird. Tim Burton
0: is weird, isn't he?
1: Yeah, very weird guy. Um, Depp's portrayal of the titular character, a gentle and misunderstood man with scissor blades for hands, yeah, showcased his acting range and set the stage for his future career. Throughout the 1990s, Depp continued to impress audiences with his performances in films such as What's Eating Gilbert Grape in 1993, Edward in 1994 and Don Juan DeMarco in 1995. His ability to inhabit a wide array of characters, from quirky and eccentric to deeply emotional, established him as one of Hollywood's most talented actors. In 2003, Johnny Depp took on the iconic role of Captain Jack Sparrow in Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. His character, known for his humorous and eccentric qualities, earned Depp widespread acclaim and several award nominations and would go on to become arguably the most iconic and most widely recognisable performance in his entire career. The success of the film franchise further solidified his status as a leading actor in the industry and Depp literally made hundreds of millions of dollars from that franchise. It was huge money for him. Depp's filmography continued to expand with notable roles in movies like Finding Neverland in 2004, Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barbara of Fleet Street in 2007, I'll talk about a story around that in a second, and Alice in Wonderland in 2010. He also reprised his most famous role as Captain Jack Sparrow in several further Pirates of the Caribbean films um alice in wonderland i remember going to the cinema to see that on my own so that would have been in 2010 and walking out because i was like this is boring and uh yeah a partner took me to see sweeney todd the demon barbara fleet street and i didn't know it was a musical and i hate musicals and i sat in the cinema and johnny depp opened his big fat fucking garb and started singing and i looked at my partner i was just like what the fuck this you've conned me into this. And I had to sit through a musical and I hated every second of that film.
0: I have such a similar, similar just, um, story you? to that. That is so funny. I also hate musicals. There are a couple that I will put up with. I love Chicago, for example, because I just think the music's fun, but I'm not a musicals fan. And it was either Sweeney Todd or The Producers. The producers, maybe it was the producers, it was one of those two and uh, either way didn't know it was a musical and went on a date with someone and he then, after we'd gone on a date and off we, you know, parted and I quite liked him, then turned around and said he was gay, so didn't end up dating him. (laughs)
1: Oh I, yeah, I could see that. I could see a gay man being drawn to you. Well,
0: oh, um, um, okay, um, but yeah, it's a it was just you know, like we were both there in the cinema, like oh, this isn't whatever film, whichever of those two films it was, because both of them, I remember going to see at some point and thinking this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, both, but e- whichever film it was, we both sat there like oh god, this is not as good as we thought it was going to be. This is awful, and I thought we'd had a lovely date, and then yeah, sorry don't like girls after all i was that like, oh, oh this is was that because of me lovely it's a there shame Beth.
1: and it wasn't it definitely wasn't because of you maybe no. it was maybe it was the film that did it um <laughs>
0: I, do, I, I feel like he was no. just gay and <laughs> I think was, just he was just having, gay. having a try yeah. see whether he liked yeah, girls that's fair. but no he didn't
1: that's fair enough um, so, in addition to his acting career, Johnny Depp is an accomplished musician, as you alluded to earlier, Bethan. He's played guitar in various musical projects, including collaborations with artists like Oasis, which I didn't know, and Marilyn Manson as well. That could be a whole other case on Marilyn Manson in the future, couldn't it?
0: Another weird crush of mine, that is. Isn't oh, that get odd?
1: lost! He's vile. Not
0: without any makeup. He's so ugly, but yes, yeah, so ugly. Weird.
1: Yeah, I don't like him at all. Do you remember that rumour that was doing the rounds that he was, <laughs> mm, uh, was it Kevin from the Wonder bones. Years? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, over the years, Depp has received numerous accolades for his contributions to the film industry, including three Academy Award nominations. His ability to bring depth and authenticity to a wide range of characters has solidified his legacy as one of Hollywood's most celebrated actors. Now, while she doesn't share the same level of widespread international fame as Johnny Depp, Amber Heard is, in her own right, another highly successful Hollywood actress with an impressive repertoire of movie titles under her belt. Born on the 22nd of April in 1986 in Austin, in Texas, she is the eldest daughter of Patricia Page and David Clinton Heard, and she has a younger sister called Whitney. Heard's early life was marked by her passion for the arts, particularly acting, and she began her career in the industry at quite a young age. Amber Heard's acting career took off in the mid-2000s with appearances in television shows such as Jack and Bobby and The O.C. However, it was her breakout role in the 2008 film Never Back Down that brought her international recognition. Subsequently, she starred in movies like Pineapple Express in 2008 and Zombieland in 2009, establishing herself as a rising and notable talent in Hollywood. That same year, 2009, Heard cemented her place amongst the Hollywood elite by appearing in the box office hit movie The Stepfather, and she later took on the lead role in the thriller All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Never heard of it, but maybe it did well.
0: I feel like I enjoyed... Pineapple Express and Zombieland. I feel like I enjoyed those, but I don't yeah. know the rest of them.
1: I've heard of those two. I've never seen them. I
0: loved The O.C., but she was literally, she wasn't much. She, she was just like someone who worked in a shop once, mm. I think. I don't think she did loads.
1: Further film projects over the coming years saw her career go from strength to strength. However, it was her contribution to the 2011 movie, The Rum Diary, which would alter her life forever and serve as the catalyst for the events that we will be covering in this episode. As fate would have it, her co-star for this particular movie was none other than Johnny Depp. At the time, Depp was still in a long-term relationship with Vanessa Paradis and she had been his partner of 14 years at this point. Similarly, Heard was in a three-year-long relationship with renowned photographer Tassa Van Rie. The exact details of how their love story began are not crystal clear, but it is understood that Johnny Depp and Amber Heard began dating illicitly and in secret before the filming for the movie was complete.
0: Oh, naughty naughty.
1: Well, yeah, I'm not going to judge. Maybe their relationship have had their day. I'm not going to judge. In early 2012, not long after the movie had premiered, Depp sensationally ended his relationship with Vanessa Paradis and almost immediately went public about his new relationship with Amber Heard. And very soon after this, Heard publicly split with her girlfriend Tassia Van Rie. It was every Hollywood reporter's wet dream. Depp and Heard's relationship continued to gain widespread global media attention and in January 2014, the couple announced their engagement. Despite fierce media interest in their relationship, the couple kept a relatively low profile, only occasionally making public appearances together and sharing the odd snippet of insight into their private lives via social media. It wasn't much, but it was enough to keep public interest in the pair very much alive. Then, in February 2015, Depp and Heard were married in a private ceremony at their home in Los Angeles. They later celebrated with a much larger ceremony on Depp's private island in the Bahamas. So... I mean, he went on to have major money problems and there was a lot of mishandling, allegedly, of his finances. But, you know, around this time or in the run up to to this marriage, you know, he was so rich that, yeah, he had his own private island in the Bahamas. This was a guy that was worth, you know, pushing a billion dollars at this point. The couple's relationship seemed amicable, and although they obviously valued their privacy, it was clear to all at first that Depp and Heard were madly in love, and they presented themselves as a Hollywood power couple. This was never more apparent than in 2015, when the couple made the headlines for all the wrong reasons, by getting themselves on the wrong side of the Australian government. Now, I think most people will remember this.
0: I remember this. Oh,
1: this is weird. So whilst Johnny Depp was filming the fifth instalment of the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, which was being shot on location on the Gold Coast, two of Amber Heard's dogs, named Pistol and Boo, were allegedly smuggled into Australia on the couple's private jet and were not placed into the country's (laughs) mandatory 10-day quarantine period. So, you know, this was a case of two really rich people thinking they could flout the laws. So Australia has, I mean, they are really known for this. They have really stringent bioprotection laws. And when officials realised that the couple had arrogantly flaunted the law, they angrily sought to bring criminal charges against them. And they even threatened to euthanise both of the dogs if Depp or Herd created problems for them or resisted the charges in any way. And even though the dogs officially belonged to Herd and were ultimately her responsibility, Johnny Depp staunchly defended his wife and took the lead in dealing with the disgruntled Australian government on her behalf. And this is where it gets weird. So he managed to resolve the situation. He had the dogs sent home. He and Herd then made a very public apology. It was cringeworthy and this was an apology to the people of Australia for the offence caused and this was shared across social media. This was like a hostage video, wasn't it? Where a hostage is forced so to say, weird. I'm okay. And it was almost like they were absolutely taking the piss out of every single person in Australia. They were. And the Australian government. Yeah. And being really sarcastic in tone, not taking it seriously. It was the just only weird. The only reason that they
0: did it was to not have those dogs put to sleep because they didn't, you know, they he got those dogs shipped back home as because they didn't want them to have them put to sleep. But they clearly did not give a shit about the laws or the reasons behind any of this
1: no i felt this was two arrogant rich celebrities that thought these laws don't apply to us they then get busted for it rightly so like the rest of us would and the way they it was just so immature the way they handled it and i'm not i'm trying not to sort of get on my high horse over it but they were just total dicks about how they handled it and it made for a really cringe-worthy uh viewing uh i'll have to look at it again um and cringe myself Yeah out.
0: let's watch it all again <laughs> Yeah
1: and this united front strengthened the public's belief that all was well in paradise for Depp and his wife however behind the scenes things were far from perfect to say the least and the fairy tale soon took a turn for the worse in May 2016 seemingly out of nowhere Amber Heard filed for divorce citing irreconcilable differences Simultaneously, albeit behind the scenes and away from the public eye, Heard sought a temporary restraining order against Depp, openly accusing him in court of domestic violence. She claimed that Depp had been physically abusive for the entirety of their relationship. As she left the courthouse, she was snapped by paparazzi sporting a large bruise on her face, and she would later claim that this was a result of Depp intentionally throwing her mobile phone at her face. The bitter divorce proceedings were marked by a settlement in August 2016 and the restraining order was dismissed. The settlement included a non-disclosure agreement preventing both parties from discussing their relationship publicly. However, the former couple continued to make headlines as legal battles emerged over financial matters and alleged breaches of this NDA. Of course, this was all standard breakup stuff, and the public was so preoccupied with the divorce itself that nobody was paying too much attention to the festering legal battle that was bubbling and intensifying behind the scenes. After months of contentious proceedings, Depp and Heard reached a settlement in their divorce, and this saw Amber Heard walk away with $7 million of Johnny Depp's money. After the settlement the newly divorced couple released a joint statement which was issued to the press via their respective legal teams and it read Our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile but always bound by love. Neither party has made false accusations for financial gain. There was never any intent or physical or emotional harm. Social commentators were quick to point out that Amber Heard had done exceptionally well to walk away with $7 million, despite allegedly not being driven by financial gain, and she was soon accused of having double standards. So Heard attempted to quell these comments by pledging to donate the full amount of her settlement to the American Civil Liberties Union and the Children's Hospital Los Angeles. In the short term, this was a smart move on her part, because it had the desired effect of silencing those who were accusing her of hypocrisy. Had to take that line again because I said hypocrisy. She couldn't have known. <laughs> you didn't have to tell everyone,
0: but that's brilliant. I'm glad you've told everyone because it really made me chuckle. Be-
1: Bethan was literally pissing herself. that I said hypocrisy. So Amber Heard couldn't have known at the time, but this decision would one day come back to haunt her.
0: It's a really interesting element to this whole case. I think this is one of one of those kind of moments which at the time isn't, isn't hugely significant, but it becomes so significant.
1: It really does. At this point, however, things were temporarily beginning to die down a little bit. The divorce was final and life was moving on for both of them. Johnny Depp was in talks with Disney about another Pirates of the Caribbean instalment and Amber Heard had bagged a major role opposite Jason Momoa in the film Aquaman and that's possibly her Lovely. biggest role to date. Great film.
0: Lovely man.
1: <laughs> yeah, And besides, the media's attention was elsewhere, as another far more sinister Hollywood scandal was overshadowing the Hurd vs. Depp saga. And that was the Harvey Weinstein scandal, which began unfolding in 2017, which exposed decades of sexual misconduct by the renowned Hollywood film producer numerous women including actresses and former colleagues came forward with allegations of sexual harassment assault and even rape against Weinstein
0: and your episode about that was just brilliant if anybody hasn't listened to that episode I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to that
1: yeah it was around a time when that me too movement was just huge wasn't it It was so powerful and So many people were coming forward, high-profile people, non-high-profile people, just so many people coming forward with accusations. And it was also around the time of the Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell uh, case as well, I think. So this scandal, this Weinstein scandal, took the media by storm and it seemed as if all eyes were fixed on Hollywood's most prolific rapist at this point. However, that all changed in dramatic fashion in 2018 when Amber Heard single-handedly thrust her and Johnny Depp's dirty laundry firmly front and centre back into the Hollywood limelight for all the wrong reasons. A few weeks before Christmas, Amber Heard wrote an insanely controversial guest column piece for the Washington Post titled I spoke up against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. In the article, Heard spoke about the overall problem of domestic violence and opened up candidly about her own traumatic experiences with spousal abuse. While she didn't specifically name Johnny Depp in the article, it was breathtakingly obvious that she was pointing the finger at him and silently shaming him to the entire world. And of course the world's media had a field day. Out of nowhere Johnny Depp found himself in serious trouble. His ex-wife had essentially just accused him of being an abuser and the world's media were running with it. His career and reputation as one of Hollywood's most virtuous and successful stars was now in serious jeopardy. And his cancellation seemed imminent at this point. This was very real at the time. And yeah, the the papers jumped on this. The media jumped on it. And yeah, his, his career was hanging by a thread at this point. The whole affair was quickly spiralling into an ugly mess, the kind of media witch-hunt feeding frenzy that every celebrity on earth would pray to avoid, and pay to avoid, as we have seen. However, for Johnny Depp, the stakes were suddenly much, much higher. The ongoing Harvey Weinstein scandal had birthed the Me Too movement, and there was intense outrage around the idea that a powerful man in Hollywood was able to abuse women and get away with it. Suddenly the idea that Johnny Depp's ex-wife felt the need to get a restraining order against him was abruptly very powerful and the tabloids were leveraging the public's outrage to stoke up tension and create speculation and sensationalism. In the UK, for example, the Sun newspaper which we are not a fan newspaper. of. Mm. Newspaper. Mm, newspaper. to in speech marks. Absolutely. Decided to once again showcase the kind of classless gutter journalism that they have become known for by publishing an article that referred to Johnny Depp as, quote, a wife beater. Depp was understandably very upset by this and immediately sued the newspaper for libel. However, The Sun faced no consequences. When Depp's suit against The Sun went to trial in London in 2020, The burden was placed on The Sun to show that its statement about Depp was correct. Against all odds, the newspaper, which personally called on none other than Amber Heard to detail 14 instances during which she said Depp had abused her, succeeded. The judge accepted that, quote, Mr. Depp put her in fear of her life and ruled that the allegations against Depp made by The Sun were substantially true. I accept that Miss Hurd was the victim of sustained and multiple assaults by Mr. Depp in Australia, wrote UK judge Andrew Nicol in his judgment. I accept her evidence of the nature of the assaults he committed against her. They must have been terrifying. I accept that Mr. Depp put her in fear of her life. That's what he said. That's a judge ruling on this libel case. So very much at this point in 2020, Depp's reputation is in tatters and the son are absolutely gleeful that they have been proven to be right in calling him a wife beater. Johnny Depp's attempts to sue one of the UK's biggest tabloids and to clear his name had backfired spectacularly and he was now much, much worse off than ever before. The most damaging consequence of losing such a high-profile court battle with such a major tabloid newspaper was that it gave the green light for literally any media platform in the world to unapologetically brand Johnny Depp a wife-beater And they had total and complete impunity in doing so because it essentially at this point had been proven in a court of law that he was a wife beater. So you can imagine it was just a field day. And this is in the context of the Me Too movement as well, when the world was fighting against these powerful men who were seen to be taking advantage of women and far worse, you know, and raping women, abusing their power in that way. Immediately after the outcome of the trial, the Sun's front page, next to a large image of Depp, read, On behalf of domestic abuse survivors everywhere, we can now confirm that he is a wife-beater. And the word is was underlined. So, yeah, they were just victorious in in this, and go into town on him even more and you know i kind of always wondered at the time what what sort of relationship did the son have with amber heard at this point because you know i'm not sure if she had to testify but the son the son's defense team got her to testify and i might be wrong but i can imagine that there were possibly incentives involved there maybe not i don't know Mm. who knows i Um, remember at the
0: time as well like thinking and reading all these articles and thinking gosh, you know, I've always thought he seemed like such a nice person. And wow, you know, this has been proven in a court of law, something that I just couldn't get my head around. I just couldn't kind of match up this persona and this person who, like I said at the top, I don't know him, but you get this idea of who this person is and what they're like. And I remember at the time just being so shocked that, the sun were right and being like what the hell because i i don't think many of us really believed that actually it would be classed as true and then suddenly she's there testifying and the newspapers are full of it is the case wow
1: and this front page was a remarkably callous fuck you gesture from the sun and the rest of the world's media weren't much kinder not long afterwards depp announced that he had been asked to resign from the fantastic beasts franchise And I remember that. I remember there was huge pressure on J.K. Rowling, who was producing the film and had written the screenplay. Huge pressure to have Johnny Depp dropped from that film. And that would have been a massive payday for him that he was now going to miss out on. And not just miss out on it, that alone would start a chain of events then that would see him, potentially dropped from advertising campaigns like the one he had with Dior which you know fortunately for him was able to continue but you know that that could have really been the beginning of the end for him because when you've got a major studio Warner Brothers and a really powerful woman JK Rowling saying right this guy's off this project now that is when others start to follow
0: yeah yeah And it's, you know, it's a a passion kind of piece for him as well, those films. I don't think it was just a payday. I feel like he really enjoyed those as well. It's a character that he enjoyed. So, yeah, it it was major at the time.
1: And it looked like, it really did look like the beginning of the end for one of Hollywood's biggest stars at this time, the latest victim of what we now know as cancel culture. It's understood that Depp's lawyers at this stage practically begged him to stand down and let the scandal blow over on its own. But Depp was not having any of it. Still enraged at the court's ruling in favour of the son, Johnny Depp made a last-ditch attempt to salvage what was left of his reputation by filing a $50 million defamation lawsuit against Amber Heard, and that was done in March 2019. And he was arguing that her allegations of abuse were outright lies and that her false claims in the Washington Post had had a detrimental impact on his life and on his career. So whilst all, a lot of this is bubbling on, he, you know, his lawyers are like, no, let's just kind of let this run its course. And he, he's saying, no, I'm going to counter sue now for for this. Astonishingly, Amber Heard responded with a counter-lawsuit for staggering $100 million claiming that he had been the one to defame her by publicly accusing her of lying. The trial, which was scheduled to commence in April 2022 in Fairfax in West Virginia, was blood in the water for the multitude of showbiz reporters and news media outlets from across the USA and far, far beyond. Everyone at this time wanted a piece of the drama. Opening statements were made on the 12th of April in 2022. Reporters from all corners of the globe crammed themselves into the packed courthouse to get the best angle on the story. Right from the off, lawyers for both parties painted a grim picture of a desperately dysfunctional marriage that had ended disastrously. Lawyers representing Johnny Depp accused Amber Heard of fabricating domestic abuse accusations against Depp in order to further her career, saying that Heard made such allegations out of a need for revenge after Depp had asked her for a divorce, and they further accused her of being the true abuser in the relationship. They also argued that whilst Heard's 2018 Washington Post article did not mention Johnny Depp, it was clear by implication that it heavily referred to him. Depp's lawyers discussed Heard appearing in public with a bruised face on several occasions, but they controversially accused her of staging the injuries, citing evidence that Johnny Depp had not even been in the same location as Amber Heard when the alleged assaults had taken place. They also highlighted several instances in which Amber Heard herself had been the instigator of physical violence against Depp. In response, Amber Heard's lawyers claimed that Johnny Depp had physically and sexually abused her on multiple occasions throughout their relationship. The attacks, they claimed, were usually triggered by his addiction to both drink and drugs. They openly accused Depp of seeking to humiliate and haunt Ms Heard, and also of trying to wreck her career. They urged the judge and jury not to allow Mr Depp to turn the case into a soap opera. They further argued that Amber Heard's First Amendment rights meant that she was fully justified in expressing her views in the Washington Post article, which they stressed was mostly focused on a broad discussion about domestic violence and did not explicitly mention Depp's name in any way. Finally, Heard's lawyers claimed that her actions had had precisely zero negative effect on Depp's career reputation, insisting instead that Depp had ruined his Hollywood career all by himself with his well-documented drinking, drug use and reckless behaviour. Amber Heard's legal team then had the opportunity to present their evidence against Johnny Depp. Despite the initial media narrative leaning against Amber Heard and in favour of Johnny Depp, It was soon revealed that there was, in fact, some compelling evidence that he had acted violently towards her. In the Sun newspaper libel trial, for example, Heard had submitted witness testimonies in the form of a series of disturbing and aggressive text messages, emails and videos, and diary entries, as well as photographs of her bruises. When pieced together, they pointed towards a pattern of abuse which, according to Heard, most often manifested when Depp was under the influence of drink and drugs the judge in the UK trial later commented that in order to fake the evidence, Heard would have had to spend years plotting her assault on Depp's name and reputation. So they're kind of saying, you know, for all of this to sort of piece together and and actually um, make sense that she had contrived this whole situation and, and was making it up, she would have had to set out right from the outset to, um, with this game plan, basically. And, you know, they're saying yeah. that's not, not possible. That's not what happened.
0: And to have you know lots of different different messages different pictures different diary entries different different ways of it it's not just a diary that someone could have gone back and retrospectively written or messages to one person that is in on it or anything it's it's all encompassing as well
1: and you know this was they both admit at least that this was a volatile relationship and allude to the fact that there was violence from both sides in the relationship and i suppose you know we're never going to know exactly what went on behind closed doors but yeah there, there was there was some evidence here um from amber heard uh, there was yeah video evidence and audio recordings as i've said so it's um yeah certainly was vol- volatile as a legal battle between Depp and Heard kicked off in April 2022, these damaging claims were the first to resurface as they were recycled and used for new evidence against Depp. This time, however, Amber Heard got out the big guns and provided the court with an enormous catalogue of alleged evidence, which apparently proved that she had been the victim of some serious domestic abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp. Whilst the details are far too extensive to list in a single episode, here is a brief overview of some of the most discussed incidents in question. It was alleged that in June 2013, one of Amber Heard's close female friends hugged her. According to Heard, Depp saw this innocuous exchange and, allegedly drunk and high on mushrooms, flew into a sudden and violent rage. He grabbed the woman's wrists and threatened to beat her. He then allegedly assaulted Heard and trashed the cabin where they were staying. Multiple witnesses to the incident confirmed that this incident happened, that Depp indeed had gotten angry and trashed the cabin. There was also a brief mobile phone video taken that clearly showed Depp smashing up a kitchen cabinet. However, there was no witness testimony or video evidence that validated Amber Heard's claims that a physical assault had taken place. Leaked data from Johnny Depp's phone was also brought before the court, which apparently showed a particularly disturbing text exchange between Depp and fellow actor Paul Bettany, in which they fantasised together about burning herd as a witch. Let's drown her before we burn her, Depp texts at one point. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead, he also said.
0: And this is the thing, like, there's no video evidence of the assault, but as we quite often say on this, victims need to be listened to and believed because not everything is caught on on camera. Yeah. And then when you hear messages like that being sent, it's just a horrible thing to have said anyway, whether yeah. or not whatever's going on anywhere. That's just an awful thing to have written and said about about someone who's your wife at this point as well. Like, it's not... A random stranger, you know, like sometimes people get a bit key- keyboard warrior in, on the internet and it's it's still disgusting and still awful, mm. but they might say horrible things about strangers or feel like they've got something behind, you know, they're behind the wall of anonymity on the internet, which luckily seems to be kind of easing off because people are realising that actually you can be caught for making threats like that against somebody. But this is mm. about somebody he knew, apparently loved, apparently was married to
1: and was presumably very candid because these were text message exchanges that were presumed to be private that would never be made public. And, you know, I really don't think that poor Bettany came out of this looking uh, very good either because... No, he didn't. Yeah, you know, no. He he'd made some awful comments, um, which he presumed, I guess, would never be made public and then were... Uh, reported on
0: but then you do have that flip side don't you Of like some of the things that you say to your friend or that you might say as in the moment you don't Mm. think are going to come out and we've all made bad taste jokes before things that you just don't think are going to come out so you can kind of see it from from the flip side as well maybe it's just as a woman i'm kind of like that is a horrendous thing to say but i think everybody would agree it's horrible But you can see it from like these are private messages between two people. I I, I totally get it. and No, I Mm. I completely
1: agree with you. To to a point, um, you can excuse it in that way because we we all say things when, when we say things in private to somebody on an encrypted platform on a personal phone that we think is for their eyes only. We might be a more extreme version of ourselves or exaggerate something that we're saying. And when that's then taken out of context and printed in black and white, yeah, you know, it's taken literally then. And and of course, it would look absolutely horrific. And I think we've all done that at one point. We've not necessarily said what Johnny Depp said, but we we will have said things that, yeah, we won't have actually meant. But nevertheless, this is still vile to read, isn't it? Both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's defence teams highlighted an incident which took place in Australia in March 2015. Heard claimed that Depp had spent three days on a violent drink and drug spender, during which she claimed he had repeatedly assaulted her. During this incident, the tip of Johnny Depp's finger was severed. According to Depp, the partial loss of his finger was a result of Amber Heard physically attacking him with a glass bottle. Amber Heard disputed the claim and alleged that Depp lost his finger after punching the wall and a plastic wall-mounted phone. According to her, he then used the injured finger to scrawl demeaning graffiti about Heard over a mirror and a lampshade in his own blood. Both Heard's sister and her friend Rocky Pennington testified that they saw her covered in bruises and cuts shortly after the incident in question, and that Heard had told them that Depp had attacked her. Further evidence from Johnny Depp's leaked phone data showed texts between Depp and his staff agreeing to say they didn't know how he'd lost the tip of his finger. But that that could be that it was his his own doing, or that she had used a glass bottle and launched at him, and that's how it came off. Because that might have happened, and he's trying to then protect her from any consequences. Or it could be that he did it to himself. Who knows?
0: Yeah, I think trying to say you just you just don't know how it happened can mean a lot, can't it? Yeah, it
1: can. It was clear that this evidence provided by Amber Heard reflected terribly on Johnny Depp. However, through his defence team, Depp responded by providing some compelling and equally disturbing evidence of his own – Depp's team presented public audio recordings of conversations he'd had with Heard over the course of their relationship. In the recordings, Heard refers to hitting Depp. She says, I'm sorry that I didn't hit you across the face in a proper slap, but I was hitting you. It was not punching you. Babe, you're not punched. I don't know what the motion of my actual hand was, but you're fine. I did not hurt you. I did not punch you. I was hitting you. Doesn't really make an awful lot of sense, but she is admitting to hitting him here. And to this, Depp responds, I just couldn't take the idea of more physicality, more physical abuse on each other. I'm scared to death we are a fucking crime scene right now. Heard then replies, I can't promise you I won't get physical again. God, I fucking sometimes get so mad I lose it. And that is that sort of seeing red, isn't it? Where you do just lose it, you can lose it and not be in control of your actions. In another audio recording during a conversation about the Australian incident or incident in Australia Heard appears to mock the idea that Depp might position himself as a victim I lost a fucking finger man says Depp I had a can of mineral spirits thrown at my face Amber Heard then adopts a mocking belittling tone as she says you can tell people it was a fair fight and then see what the judge and jury think tell the world Johnny tell them that Johnny Depp a man is a victim of domestic violence too and see how many people believe or side with you So yeah, there is evidence there of that mocking tone of, yeah, go go out and say that you're being uh, abused by me and let's see how many people believe that Johnny Depp, a man, this big, strong, powerful man, is being abused by the little wife, me. Even at this early stage of the trial, it was clear to everyone that the relationship between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard had been a toxic, controlling, violent and hellish affair from the start. The question of who the main aggressor was within the marriage really was anyone's guess, but it was up to the court to figure out the answer to that. After all, the careers and reputations of two Hollywood stars relied on it, not to mention the lawsuit amount of more than $100 million. As part of the proceedings, the judge heard character references from people, both famous and non-famous, who had been linked both professionally and romantically to both uh, both of these Hollywood stars. So here we have supermodel Kate Moss, whom Depp supermodel
0: dated- Kate, Kate, Moss.
1: Kate Moss whom Depp had dated for three years way back in 1994. So she took the stand via video link and strenuously denied long-standing rumours that he had been abusive towards her, and she described him as gentle and as a loving boyfriend. Depp's team also leaned on the difference between Depp's reported history and hers. Whilst Depp has previously been accused of property damage and verbal threats, he's never before been accused of any kind of violence. And um, the same couldn't be said for Amber Heard, because her previous rap sheet was much more notably violent than his. In 2009, Heard got into a very public row at an airport with her then-girlfriend Tassia Van Rie. Police arrested Heard after she allegedly struck Van Rie in the arm. However, charges were never brought against her, mainly because Van Rhee refused to support prosecution, claiming instead that the incident was blown out of proportion and fuelled by police and social misogyny and homophobia. Which, you know, that could be the case, or it could just be that there was a violent altercation. In addition, the court heard from Amber Heard's former assistant, Kate James, who testified in court that when she'd once asked Heard for a pay rise, Heard had flown into an inexplicable rage and spat in her face. I mean, that's testimony in court. So, you know, that person is saying this happened. I asked for a pay rise and she spat in my face. I mean, fucking hell. Depp also argued that Heard hadn't actually donated her full divorce settlement to charity as she said she would. While she'd promised to give the ACLU $3.5 million, the ACLU had confirmed that it had only received $1.3 million, and they believed that half a million dollars of that money had actually come from Elon Musk, who heard had briefly previously been in a relationship with. So, you know, of all that money, they were supposed to get $3.5 million. They'd only had 800 grand from Also, that children's hospital her.
0: was going to get 3 dollars as well.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: so like she was supposed to give all of that money away.
1: Yeah. And, and she yeah. clearly hasn't. And she, she it's almost like she's had to go to Elon Musk, who obviously is, you know, this massive billionaire, to say, Oh God, I need to make an interim payment to the A A C O U um of one point three million and I'm five hundred thousand short and he's just been like, here's a check. So she yeah, I guess she just doesn't have it. I don't know what's happened.
0: And Mark, by the way, just on an off comment here, I do need to have five hundred thousand pounds off you if you can just lend me that. I'll do a Would check. that be all right? Thank I'll give you, it you cool. bet, Then and you can
1: have it, yeah. Oh, you're Can so you imagine good. having an ex boyfriend? Honestly, that is can that you imagine? Rich, yeah. that you can just go to and just say, I fucked up a bit, I need half a million and that literally before you've even finished asking the question, they've sent the money into your account. Yeah.
0: Oh jeez.
1: Kind of amazing. Um, So, so of course, Depp's legal team jumped on this and they used it as proof that the divorce was, as far as Amber Heard was concerned, entirely motivated by financial gain, which she'd very much said was not the case. Um, But yeah, this was alluding to the fact that it was all about money and she'd had $7 million and didn't want to part with any of it or much of it. Both Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were subjected to intense questioning and cross-examination on the witness stand both had the opportunity to personally give their own accounts of what the other had done, Whilst Amber Heard would often act like she was overcome with grief and trauma when recalling her ex-husband's alleged catalogue of abuse, Johnny Depp's testimony was far more relaxed. It was honest and frank, and he often made jokes that had the jurors laughing out loud, and he was seen eating gummy bears and jovially signing autographs for fans who had gathered outside the courthouse. So he'd have this army of supporters rock up every day, and he would give them the time of day and interact with them. Um, and I didn't mean that, uh, you know, his testimony was honest and Amber Heard's wasn't. I just mean that, you know, he came across much more authentically. And I have to say at this point, whatever happened in that marriage, and we still don't know the full details, Amber Heard was almost painting herself too much as a victim. And it was it was hard to believe some of it in terms of the way that she was acting at this point.
0: It was. And... We have said numerous times on the show, especially when it comes to something like being told serious news or grief or how people react to things and how people behave. Sometimes people act in a way that you don't expect. People laugh or they joke or they don't cry or they don't look like they should. But you can tell when somebody is actually crying and when somebody's not. And I remember in the Philpott case, there was a lot said after everything came out about the fact mm. that Mick Philpot was apparently crying, but at no point did he have a single tear. And that was something that was quite clear with this was that Amber Heard would quite often ask for a tissue because she was crying or she'd be so emotional. But there were no tears. There was no... Mm. Physical reaction. It was. It looked like somebody acting, and it was really hard to know whether I was thinking that because I felt more of an affinity to Johnny Depp and his side of it. Because my opinion is they they probably were just in such a volatile relationship that a lot was happening back and yeah. forth between the pair of them. Um, whether or not one was more at fault than the other, I do not know, and I'm not the, I'm not judge jury I'm not part of the court or anything but I just felt like he was there to try and clear his name and he was quite honest about a lot of things where saying that you did a load of drugs and saying that you were wasted and that you'd got angry would paint you in a bad way but he would admit that and it made the rest of his testimony where he said, that isn't true, I didn't hit her here, or I didn't do this. It made it feel more real, whereas a lot of hers yeah. just sounded and looked contrived.
1: It did, yeah. And I, I, I hate to say that because, like I say, we, we don't know really what went on in that marriage. We we don't know the f- the full details of it. Um but yeah, it did feel contrived on her part, and I had sympathy for her up to a point, and then I was kind of like, "I'm, I'm not buying all of this now." And yeah, it did appear that herds weapon of choice was to garner sympathy, and to Depp, it was you know his weapon of choice was his charm and to use that to his advantage. The jury in the Fairfax case announced its verdict seven weeks after the beginning of the trial, and the result did not come as a surprise to many. Unlike the UK court, the US court determined that the evidence of domestic violence perpetrated by Johnny Depp upon Amber Heard simply was not there. Furthermore, it ruled that, owing to Amber Heard's circumstances at the time, it was blindingly obvious to anyone that she had indeed been referring to Depp in her Washington Post article, even if she hadn't specifically named him. Therefore, jurors ruled that Heard had indeed defamed Depp and they awarded him more than $15 million in damages, which he pledged to donate to charity. As part of Heard's countersuit, they also found that a lawyer for Depp had defamed Heard in one of three statements highlighted in the filing. Heard was awarded $2 million in damages. Heard's lawyers filed a notice of appeal in Fairfax County Circuit Court, notifying the Virginia Court of Appeals that Heard intends to appeal the judgment, stating, We believe the court made errors that prevented a just and fair verdict consistent with the First Amendment. We are therefore appealing the verdict. The spokesman for Heard went on to say, While we realise today's filing will ignite the Twitter bonfires, there are steps we need to take to ensure both fairness and justice. Depp filed a notice of appeal for the $2 million awarded to Heard just a day later, stating that he was appealing all adverse rulings and from the final judgement order. Considering his much-needed legal victory, however, he was very open about his happiness. His legal team released a statement which read, We are pleased to formally close the door on this painful chapter for Mr Depp, who made clear throughout this process that his priority was about bringing the truth to light. The jury's unanimous decision and the resulting judgement in Mr Depp's favour against Ms Heard remain fully in place. Heard wrote on Instagram, I never chose this. I defended my truth and in doing so, my life as I knew it was destroyed. The vilification I have faced on social media is an amplified version of the ways in which women are re-victimised when they come forward. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I'm heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence and sway of my ex-husband.
0: And this is the element to this case that does really make me feel unsettled because I don't, I do kind of trust that the evidence that was given in court was truthful and valid and and that sort of thing. But she really doubled down on this and she did not quietly go away from it. She kept saying, "I, I told the truth, I told the truth. And we see time and time again that victims are not believed especially when their abuser or their rapist or their murderer even when the families are trying to bring justice if that person is a person in position of power and a charming well-liked celebrity you know one of the biggest celebrities if it's true and he charmed his way through that court case and actually it's true I feel them very guilty that I don't believe it and and that really makes me feel unsettled and it possibly that's a good thing because it then, in this case, I still kind of stick with my convictions and I I don't think that he was solely abusive to her. I think they were in a, a violent relationship and there would have been instances that were violent towards one another and abusive towards one another. I don't think that he was an abusive partner to her. But it, I hope that it's then made me re- assess how i think of other cases and how i listen to the evidence of other cases because it does make me feel unsettled that i'm i don't believe her
1: well i think that and that's the whole point of us doing the show it's to Mm -hmm. challenge our own beliefs and to kind of learn and grow and the more cases we delve into the more our opinions on certain things change and that's yeah the same for our listeners too it's not just us so i think it is interesting to look at it that way Ultimately Depp and Heard settled their defamation lawsuit outside of court and no appeal went ahead. Depp's camp said that the deal includes a $1 million payment from Amber Heard to him to settle all financial claims and his lawyer said that he will still donate that money to charity. So in the end it went from being like $15 million to just a million dollars that she had to pay, but he said he will still donate that to charity. As the final gavel fell on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard legal saga, the echoes of their courtroom battles reverberated far beyond the confines of the justice system. What began as a private and painful dissolution of a high-profile marriage metamorphosized into a spectacle that laid bare the complexities of fame, personal relationships and the intersection of public perception with legal realities. However, as of now, despite serious damage being sustained to the careers and reputations of both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, both of them continue to work in the industry at a similar level as before. Certainly, I think Depp um, and Heard, uh, you know, is continuing to work in a capacity and live the life that she wants to lead and hopefully will, you know, get that profile that she had before, but for all the right reasons. As always, please do let us know your thoughts on this case and you can contact us in all the usual ways Instagram, Facebook, and. We're on threads, but we don't really use uh, (laughs) that. We we um, are, aren't we? We are. We've not or email us Um, or write us a letter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, don't write us a letter. If if I had a letter from one of our listeners land through my letterbox at my house, I'd be really worried. Uh, I tell you what, I
0: did enjoy having land through my letterbox from one of our listeners. Chocolate from Carol. Oh, thank the you. The girls yes, call Carol. her Auntie Carol, and um, that was a wonderful Christmas treat. So, thank you. I don't know if we've Same ever here. publicly said it on the show, but actually, let's give her a little shout out.
1: She's, um, I think she's travelling in New Zealand at the moment But Carol is a long time listener And supporter of the show And a real friend of ours And we've never met her um, But I feel like I know her really well She's absolutely fantastic And sent us both a, a lovely Christmas present So yes, thank you Carol um, Thank you for listening And we'll be back next week with another case So we will see you then Bye Bye Hi angels, it's your girl Louise Rumble and I'm the host of the Open House podcast. Therapy quite literally changed my life and sent me straight into my hot healing girl era. Now, each week I share my story, the good, the bad and the downright juicy and chat with some of the world's best therapists, psychologists and wellness experts. From love, sex and dating to attachment styles, nervous system regulation, wellness hacks, hormone balancing and more, nothing is off the table. I've emptied my bank account on therapy and healing so you don't have to. So if you're ready to leave the past in the past and build the future you've always deserved, me and my favorite experts are waiting for you on the Open House podcast. Listen now wherever you stream your podcasts and I cannot wait to meet you.